Hey, my name is Lo, or at least Lo is what they call me. I'll be your guide through this tale. Now I listen to the stars and I tell you what they say, but sometimes it's not so easy to hear them. If you're looking to hear us all a little more clearly, then go ahead and skip to our 10th meeting. That would be book two, chapter five. If you want to catch up on what you've missed, then you can listen to our Star Watching Recap episodes or check out our description for our recap notes. And should you be so inclined, you can find a link to our Discord server where you can talk to these boys and other TTRPG enthusiasts and find some maps and art of this world. It ain't easy sitting here, listening, talking. Sometimes I wonder if anyone can hear me or if it's just the night sky. But I hope I've found someone. I hope I found you. Welcome. The prairies are cold at night. Come over to the fire. It is safe. We are guarded here. Lay down your packs, take off your hats. Don't mind the passing voice of the train. The night is clear. Look up at the stars. They have a story to tell. Before we begin, this world is dark. After the downfall, safety is a treasure. We rebuild, we gather, we fear. So you've got gold, trinkets you can spare? Toss one in the fire, and go ahead. Our guardian here needs some recognition. You know how the fey kind can be. Now. The stars speak of four. Unlucky number, that one. But four is what they speak. These boys were brought together in this cursed world by fate, by chance, or both, or neither. The why don't matter. It's the what, isn't it? What happened next? Listen. You will know. and decided to head out on a sort of drizzly gray morning. When you come to the wall, it doesn't look like it's been messed with at all. Um, you left it decently rebuilt, um, but it's easy to find now that it's been torn down and replaced again. Uh, some of the rocks are a bit looser. It's a little bit, <laughs> it's a little bit less stable <laughs> than than the rest of the, the wall surrounding it, so it's easy to take apart again. Can you remind me the creature? It was on the other side of the wall trying to get in? It was on the other side of the wall. Okay, so it was in the ocean. Yes, trying to... it was in the ocean. Okay. All right, I think Kian starts carefully taking the wall down again. Rocks will also help. It's not hard. All the rocks are very loose. I feel like this time we should probably put it back. Yeah, let's put it back now. Shall we check the bike first? I think nervously, I guess, is the energy, at least from Kian, mm -hmm. leading. 
Clementine along to where we remember. Ruth starts out confident. And after like 30 minutes, not confident any longer. Once we're approaching the hour mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it, I am. No, no, I'll say it. Dean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I don't think you much know where we're going. I have no clue. That's quite all right. Here, I'll help us find the way back to where we were yesterday. I'm going to say 20, 25 minutes. With Henry in the lead, you all find yourself uh, back in that clearing where you saw the the bike in the middle lying on basically a natural table of a, a fallen tree, cleanly cut. The bike is still there, but uh, as you approach, you can see recognizably, you don't have to be a mechanic to know that it is more deconstructed than it had been before. That's interesting. Did she come back here? Can I investigate the bike? Because Ox did look at it yesterday. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a seven. Why? <clears throat> like we're just <laughs> we're so dumb is the problem. I just have to stop <laughs> letting you roll and just just, just tell <laughs> us. Well, when you got to the bike, it was already pretty skeletal. Mm-hmm. So you can you can tell now that it is smaller, sparser. But a lot of the the things that would stand out to you, like you know the engine or the wheels, was were already missing. Uh, so you can't necessarily tell what else was taken. She was here between yesterday and right now. She must not be too far away if there is some sort of shelter. Assuming it was her that came back to take the parts. There's a good chance she would know what her bike is. Want to look for tracks? Sure. I think you've proven so. that you're the best at this. Can we tag team it? <laughs> Yeah. I'll give you advantage. Yeah, let's tag This is for investigation 23. So as you search the ground, you do see the, the remnants of the tracks you all left over the day before. But uh, thanks to the amount of rain that's fallen since then, they're a little softer, starting to fade. On top of some of them, you do notice some new tracks. They look like boots. It's still raining, correct? Lightly. Well, definitely looks like someone rather than something is what's come to disassemble our bike. We could at least try to get a start on tracking. That's better than we had before. Let's go. Let's pull some tracks. We better not speak Sylvan or we're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are plenty of people in this world who don't speak Sylvan, but... Yeah, but um, Henry, what's up? Sucks for you guys. Yeah, our educated boy is not educated in the ways of Sylvan. Alright, so you all head off. Uh, it's pretty much directly to the right. And once you get back into the woods, it does seem to sort of turn into a deer trail of sorts. In some places, it, it's easy to lose track of, of the path, but it never takes too much searching. After maybe a 15-minute walk, uh, who's who's in the front? Who's leading? Henry. Ox is in the back. Okay. Henry, you see, again, sort of where the trees, one of the places the trees clears out a bit. Looks like a figure, a cloaked figure, 
from behind. You can't really see their face, but they're hunched over some sort of machine in front of a very, very large tree in the middle of the, the small clearing. When Henry spots that figure, he would slow down a little bit to do the vibe check. Mm-hmm. There's somebody in that clearing over there. And if you don't mind me, I'm going to take the lead on this one. Hello, you over there! <laughs> Approach. Does not wait for an answer. Yeah, does not wait for an answer. Begins approaching. The, oh, you see, even underneath all the, the like hooded cloak, you can see like the shoulders like jump up at the sound of your voice, and the figure stands up and turns around, um, sort of like covering the the machine protectively. Uh, you do see a, what looks like a young human girl, pretty tall, long dark hair. She looks kind of like Nell, who's the person who, who hired you. I don't mean to have startled you. I apologize for that. Well, you did! Sometimes these things can't be avoided. Okay. We're looking for someone out here. A girl by the name of Myla. That happened to be you? No. You realize you've been out here in the woods for over two weeks and everyone is very worried about you? Your yes. father drew this map? Kane like pulls out the map that Nell drew. There's not much proof that we're on your side, but we really are just trying to help locate you for your family. She sort of stares at the the map for a moment, pushes it away. You don't have to worry. Bye now. I actually she waves think at you all. <laughs> we do. You are out here in the ocean on your own without giving any notice to your family. They wouldn't let me stay out here. I mean, they sent you all out here, so... I mean, you know I'm fine, and you see me here, and she holds out her arms to show that she has two arms and two legs. (laughs) So you can go back and report to them that everything is coming up roses out here. You know, actually, I don't quite think that your parents would believe us if we came back without you simply vouching that you were alive and well, so if you could do us the favor of coming back to town with us to prove to your parents that you're alive, then that can be your issue and not ours. Sound good? No. Actually, it doesn't sound so good. I can't go back there. Are you in danger? No. Can I insight check? (laughs) Yeah, you can. (laughs) Is she fine? Is she under some sort of duress? Bowl. Yeah, it's this side of the table, I guess. It's doing okay. God damn it, you guys. There does seem to be some distress. It is difficult to, like, you don't know her. She definitely wants you all to leave. She really wants you to go. Ox is gonna kind of, like, take a, a step off to whichever side is, like, the least covered while she's holding her arms up to cover her machine uh-huh. to kind of try to like peep what she's got behind oh. her. What do your elf eyes see? <laughs> yeah, what do my elf eyes see, Daddy? It looks like the beginnings of some sort of golem. You saw her her golems um, back at her hideout. But the ones at the hideout were just like rocks, weren't they? They were, you could see her, her, like her writing, her etchings that she makes and things. 
the same sort of like magic glyphs that she had on those, as well as some of the, the language that you couldn't understand on this. It looks like it's going to be something bigger than those. You can you can see the engine that probably came from the bike as well. And is like the whole thing made of metal or are there like rock bits in it? From uh, what I can see. It looks to be stone and metal. You said you can't go back. Why not? Uh did you make a deal with a fae? No. Did you make a deal with a fae? I've made deals with Faye in the past before. They're sometimes good ideas, but not always. Actually, most of the time, probably a bad idea. But you know, you aren't exactly the first person we've talked to who seems like they've made a deal with a Faye. So perhaps being explicit might assist us in assisting you. I don't need any assistance. I just need you all to leave, please. I really don't think that's going to cut it for them. Because you know, in the next two weeks, when you still haven't returned, they're going to be hiring someone else to come out into the woods and do exactly what we're doing now. And again and again until you don't come back. Well, I'm not planning on coming back. That's the whole point. There are other ways of leaving that don't, you know, stress your parents out and make them think you've died. I just don't think... She looks back over her shoulder at the the machine that she's building and, and back at you. I'm... I'm making some progress here, and I'm trying to help someone out, and I don't want to ruin this, because it might be my only chance out of here. So if you could just let me continue my work and be on your way. We don't know each other. You don't need to care. Why do you want out of here so bad? Just tired of... Being in the walls? It's quite dangerous out of them, though. That's alright. I'm good at building stuff. But what's your plan if you get stuck alone? Stuck alone? Yes. I don't plan to get stuck alone. No one ever does. And I'm not going to. You're awful confident for a child. Seventeen. You're so young. And you're out here in the ocean on your own. A good deal older How than you. How old are you? 27. That's only one number different. It's an entire decade of experience. It's just one number. The least you could do is let your parents know where you're going. They know. They've known for a long time. Did they know you're out here trying to help someone? No. And what was so terrible that made you so desperate to leave? Nothing was... I just don't want to be there. I mean, everyone's been there for their whole lives, and their parents have been there for their whole lives. But to cut ties with your family without a word? I mean, maybe if they'd listened to me earlier, it wouldn't be without a word this time. You don't... I mean, you don't know. No, but we're trying to. I don't know what you were offered for doing this, but it can't have been much. Do you think that matters? Well, why do you care so much about this then? Because a child went missing in the ocean and we're well, in the Well, now you've folk. found that child. Here I am. You can rest easy. Who exactly are you trying to help? There's someone else who wants to do the same thing. Are they back in Enosh? Or are they beyond the wall? No, they're out here. She kind of looks away as she says that, like, Immediately regretting her words. 
And do you know them? Yeah. More than we know you? Yeah. You don't know me at all, so that's not hard. But yeah, we've been working together on this for a long time. But you're separated? What do you mean? I mean, he's not here right now. Well, I just mean in all of my experience traveling with people in the ocean, it's generally a very bad idea to split up from someone who's supposed to be a member of your party. Because if you do, you don't exactly know whether or not the person that comes back is actually them. There are my ways of knowing. We all think that. I do. She reaches into her pocket and pulls out like this little box. Um, Ox, you recognize it as the, the machine on the diagram that you were looking at. She pulls it up and points to it. This will tell me if something's magic or not. There are multiple different types of magic. Are you sure this is the same person every time? Mm-hmm. And how do you know you can trust him? Nothing bad's happened so far. But, pardon me. I'm just a little confused is all. If you both want to be out of Enosh, and you're already out of Enosh, what more are you working towards? I'm just trying to build something to help us out first. Like you said, it's dangerous out here. Where is this person trying to go? Just traveling. Past the wall? Past the wall. Or into it? Past it. We're all trying to go away from Enosh. What, why are you looking at me like that? Do you know their name? Yeah. Why? What is it? Harry Vine? The author of those books you were reading? Yeah. How did you even come into contact with him? I was trying to, you know, find some ways outside the walls. I mean, I got not quite this far without some help. I mean, he's good at this kind of thing. He helped me out of a scrape. And, uh, I've been trying to find a better way to, to travel out here. He seems very accomplished to have made such a successful venture into the oceans. I think we'd like to meet him. No. You know, so we can be certain you are safe in this company really, out here. I'm not really supposed to be telling anyone about this because we're trying not to uh, be followed. We are only hired mercenaries. Who are we going to tell? Anyone? They were hired to find you, not to tell your secrets. Then go! I oh, she like throws her <laughs> You found me! Congratulations! You weren't hired to find Perry, you were hired to find me, and you did. No, we were actually hired to bring you back. We also want a little bit of proof that we know that you're going to be safe out here. I mean, maybe I'm not going to be safe. It's not always safe out here, but... But maybe if we knew a little bit more about your situation, we could argue your case better with your parents, your friend. You can't really argue with them. Well, what if you and... Harry, come back, you know, to the wall. We don't have to go too far into it, so then you're not all the way inside. And then you can convince your parents that you're not traveling out in the ocean alone. You have a guide, somebody who knows things about... You let me come back out here again? If, I come... if you show your face to your parents, that's all we need. And bring your friend. Might make your case. I don't think he's going to want to come. I'm sure he's got time. It's not like he's got meetings out here. If we had just a 10 minute conversation, 
kind of understand him a little bit better, we could be able to convince your parents. It's just... He's not in the best of shape right now, and I'm not sure if he's up to talking to people. We have a pair of very experienced healers here, if we could be of use. Yeah, I don't think you're experienced enough. Why don't we see what we can do? Um, can I talk to him first? <laughs> can I? Can I? Can, will you wait here for just, I, I don't know, 10 minutes? As long as you come back, I don't see a problem with it. She walks over and reaches in her pocket and pulls out one silver and holds it out to you. So you know I'll come back. And drops it in your hand. All right. I'm gonna insight check. Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna fucking come back, kid? <laughs> you really want a silver piece that bad? Hello. 14. She's like saying it with confidence. She seems to think that's a good, it's like leaving someone your your driver's license or whatever, like, yeah. so you're gonna come back, like. 10 minutes. All right, stay here. She veers off the. Does she take the machine? No. Okay. As soon as she's <laughs> Ox is gonna approach gonna the machine it? and he's just gonna, yeah, he needs to start touching it and start looking at it. And like, just like, he wants to get like every angle of this. He wants to understand what this is. Mm-hmm. Kian sends Marigold. Yes. Hail her. You sexy Okay. Uh, you first. What? Investigate. Okay. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a nat one. <laughs> oh no! Um, but don't worry. I mean, even with that, like, you still this kind of thing that doesn't mean that you have zero comprehension like you still have your basic knowledge of mechanics when will he get to use them (laughs) uh like i said it it looks like the beginnings of some sort of golem Mm -hmm. pretty strong can take heavy hits Mm -hmm. you do see also one of those glass sort of like jars that can hold spores we have the two like with the mushrooms mushrooms is it that the same sort of Mm -hmm. Terrarium. Um, there's nothing in them right now. It has an engine, so maybe a torso if we're going traditional. But it's very at the beginning stages of its building right now. Kind of looks like the writing on those uh, those rocks that attacked us back at the hideout. That's familiar, which is what she knows how to do. Not for the odds that she is actually talking to the so-called Perivine. And not something pretending to be him? Well, honestly, I'm not sure if it's worse. If she's talking to some sort of fae or magical creature, or if she's talking to a deranged old man, or even a middle-aged man, or even a young man. Deranged. In the ocean, of all places. I don't even live in the ocean, and I regularly go into it. Either way, I'm not sure which option's worse. During this conversation, Keen, you are a bit distracted as you're are you watching through Marigold. He will, for the first hundred feet, he will instruct Marigold to keep going and then race back. So I'm going to take a, a risk and have her stay for the conversation and then okay. try to beat Mula back. So you sort of come back to yourself as, yeah. as they're talking and Marigold gets out of your range. Sorry, I just sent Marigold after her, so we should 
get an idea at least. Were you able to glean any sort of function from it? Is it to be a vehicle or a guard? It's uh, it's kind of hard to tell. I don't think it'll be a vehicle. Maybe something more like a guard or a golem or something like she had back at the at the hideout. But hard to say. You said that it was supposed to help her and this petty vine out of here, away from here. Maybe something to help protect him. I'm quite worried, actually, about just letting a 17-year-old, even if she's very confident in what she's doing, just letting her off on her own with a stranger. I don't think any of us are comfortable with that. I'm just curious what they stand to gain. I mean, outside of the technical knowledge, but something is anatomy. Daddy, do we recall, if we saw the at least a book by a Perry Vine in the hideout, do you remember mm. what it was about? Like the title or anything? Henry spoke to the Sexy bitch. What? Henry brought it with him. Oh. It's their library books. <laughs> do you still have the books by this vine? I do. Can we just take a look? Fish them out of my bag. Yeah, so this is one of the few attempts you've seen to map the oceans further out from just, you know, within a couple hundred feet of the border wall. Most maps like that, unless they're trying to track ley lines, uh, especially if they're trying to like make new railroads, they wouldn't exist. People don't really feel the need for them. Uh, But this one, it looks like it, it goes a lot further. They also do seem pretty old. Does it have a, a date or anything? Uh, yeah, I think it makes sense it would have a date. Um, it's from year 613. Is there any sort of foreword or about the author in the book? No. You don't trust this person. Do we force her to come back? It's not ideal, but again, she is 17. I think it is kinder to at least bring her home. If she really wanted out, she would run away again. She was somewhat receptive when we suggested having a conversation and she could go back. But before we actually let her back out here or agree to anything, I'd really like to meet Perry Ryan. A big fan. I've got two books. (laughs) So would I. Well, perhaps she's bringing him back right now. Let's say this Perry Ryan is a fae masquerading. What would a fae want with what she can build? Who can say? Sometimes us normal folk can do things that fae can't. It's very attractive to them. As Henry says that, Marigold returns. Um, She flutters down and lands on Kian's shoulder. She sends you basically what she saw. Um, For a little bit, it's just following behind Mila from above and behind, sort of trying to stay out of sight. Uh, And Mela finds a tall, hollowed out uh, tree stump. There's a naturally formed door. Marigold lands on the edge of the, the hollowed out tree stump and looks inside. And there is a figure in there that immediately looks up at her as she lands. He's wearing a, a large hat. Uh, cloak, uh, his long brown hair, he glares up at you, or at Marigold, and then the form sort of shifts and vanishes 
and turns to a sort of shadow as it looks back at Mela and beckons her closer. They speak quietly. Mabel can't quite pick it up. Mela nods. And as she turns around, Marigold takes off to get to you first. All right. Just a shadowy figure. It's a little hard to tell exactly what they were. Did, so did Mela come back alone? Mela is heading back alone, yes. Yeah. Did you see if this person looked injured? That is what Mela claimed. It's a little hard to tell with a shadowy figure. We were in a tree. Or we can hear what Mela has to say. But we're going to listen to her first, of course. I don't think it'd be a very good uh, show of trust if we're immediately going around her. But if she's not willing to cooperate, then, you know, we can adjust accordingly. Hey! Mela walks into the crowd, into the, the clearing. You talking about me? But also, we're going to be talking about. She folds her arm and looks at all of you. He'll see you tomorrow. Has he performed some feat then, Presto? She gestures at the at the machine. What part does he help with? Building it, finding parts for it, putting it together, everything. It's team effort. What is this exactly? She looks back at it and, and back at you. That's kind of supposed to be between us. You could ask him. Kind of looks like you uh, you took the engine from your back. Yeah. I think what my friend Ox here is trying to say is that if you're trying to go farther out in the ocean, why would you disassemble a bike to make a, a pile of rocks? It's more than just a pile of rocks. I think it's going to be a bit more helpful than a pile of rocks. But our friend Ox here is, he seems to be rather accomplished with machinery himself. Perhaps he can help you. Really? I've built a few things here and there. Mostly uh, firearms. She like steps up close to you and like looks you up and down. She's actually, I mean, she looks young, but she's like a little bit taller than you. Maybe you could help us. But like I said, you have to wait for tomorrow I'll talk to you then. Do you know if after you make your way out of here like you wanted to, what's your plan? What's his plan? We don't really have one. I mean, that's the nice thing about it. Just do what we want. Just you two? Well, just us two for now. Hopefully we could find some others who want to join us. We could be like a... like a... traveling island. Historically, those have never ended well. Maybe they're just small. Like the two of you? Yeah, maybe you've never heard of them because it's just... Maybe they don't want too much attention on them. I don't know. I'm, it's just not well documented from what I can find. At least not at the library here. You're thinking along the lines of Papa Yaga, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Try to become strong enough to make an island of yourselves? A little one. What happens if it doesn't work out? Like we get killed? That or close to it. Then we then make it. What's so bad about Enosh to you? 
She she like just sits down on the ground, like in the mud. <laughs> you can continue working on everything that you've been working on. There are other islands if this one is not to your taste. I mean, you have many years. You're I mean, still islands so are young. just. They're just. It's like a big jail. You have a wall around you, and you're stuck there. Unless you got a lot of money, then you can travel around. So I'm trying to find my own way. You're still 17. I've been wanting to leave Enosh for a long time. I don't see why. I don't. I just don't want to be stuck there. It's not that complicated. I'm busy. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. She turns around and sort of just picks up like a screwdriver and like she doesn't really start working. Would you like us to meet you in the morning, the afternoon, or the evening? I don't care. Sounds like our friend Perry cares. What does he like? Is he a morning person? Sure. Alright, then we'll come back in the morning. She just nods and sort of starts working on something. Right? And we'll start to lead the way back to the uh, first clearing we were at. With the bike? Yep. Okay. Ox stays in the back. Maybe we should camp closer to the wall this time. Inside it or outside? I'd be more comfortable inside. But if that figure you saw last night was in fact Perivine and they come to investigate the border wall, perhaps we simply make ourselves available for a conversation. Are you worried about our ability to stay safe outside? It's much more dangerous outside the wall. It is, but I think we have proven we are all dangerous folk. I think we should take a little more precaution. This has you a little unsettled, doesn't it? This shadowy thing. Sounds a little familiar to something I've encountered before. I just don't trust anything that's outside of the wall that might be interested. Neither do I, but... I just think that it's best if we're all together inside. Our goats will be safe. Well, if it's about the goats, then I suppose we could camp inside. Camp right next to the wall. Just inside of it. Shall we leave it unblocked? Not sure if the wall likes that. I don't think that the Guardian really cares about the wall. Did you not feel that kind of unease when we crossed over? It didn't feel right last time. Well, if we leave the wall unblocked, we can take the place of the rocks. Be temporary rocks for the night. I'm sure the Guardian wouldn't mind having some watchful eyes. One step up from a rock, even. Alright. If that's what it'll take to convince you to go inside the wall tonight, we can leave the rocks down. If it's that important to you, then alright. Inside the wall, for Ox and for Kian, and with that wall open, for myself and for Virgil. A compromise. It's perfect. Compromise. You head on back to the wall. I think we'll set up camp and... I don't know, maybe we could go hunting to have something yeah. more than rations for dinner. Oh. Yeah, Henry definitely would. Okay, yeah, you, you set up your camp. The The woods are pretty thick in this area, both inside and outside the wall. Um, so it's not the comfiest of campsites. There's lots of underbrush, um, uneven ground. But you can each find a little place to sleep uh, before you go off on your, on your hunt. Are you hunting inside or outside? 
been outside the wall. Okay. There he goes hunting outside the wall. Interesting. Uh, um, uh, uh, no, uh, okay. does no one get a fucking volunteer? I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll go with you. He has Delilah. He's not Yeah, old. I know. But <laughs> he could not have food for a couple of days, but not necessarily too much, since we don't have a lot of preservation methods available right now. Okay. Yeah. You don't think between us we have enough salt? Yeah. Can you guys come back to a, a set-up campsite? Homie. Yeah. Can we make some fucking stew? We eat some stew. Yeah, what... What game did you guys come back with specifically? Rabbit, squirrel, pheasant. Yeah. When Ox sees the pheasant, Henry, did you guys find the the nest of the pheasants by chance? Well, if you'd wanted eggs, you should have told me. I just got the meat. Well, I thought maybe you would grab the eggs too. Maybe I'm not an egg person. Yeah, but the eggs are the best part. Maybe for you. Damn it. Did you want us to go and get the eggs? No, not now. Just it's still early. It's not dark next out. Next time, if, if you find the nest. Next time I'll bring back eggs for you, Ox, all right? Thanks. <laughs> They're totally exes. <laughs> you will need a minute. <laughs> He's an egg slut. Stop. <laughs> He desires eggs. Loves eggs. Mm. That's like one of his preferred foods to eat. And Ox also likes pretty much all very picky. <laughs> but he loves eggs. Yeah, he's very like the foods that he does love, he really loves to eat. Take this man out to brunch. So you two watch as these other two discuss their egg eating habits. But unfortunately you have no eggs. How do we fucking follow that up? <laughs> you make your stew. It's pretty much stopped raining. If Kian notices that Virgil's finished, he'll look over. We have a bit of time to spare. That story that you were telling, the one I didn't finish. Just wondering if you'd mind telling it again. You were telling a story. Well, Kian was... Curious? I guess the Pope wanted some entertainment? It's born in the inn sometimes. You're a good storyteller. I appreciate that, but I don't agree, but I appreciate it. It's not a very good story. It doesn't have a happy ending. I mean, sometimes stories don't have happy endings. Unless anybody has something else they'd want to talk about. It doesn't look like it. It... Well, it is only a story I was told growing up. It, it's like a morally you tell to children to make them behave. Perhaps we all need moral. Maybe we could tell it to Mela. You could practice right now. We could tell it to Mela tomorrow. I... Or we don't need to tell it to Mela. I... S I don't Please. know if it's relevant to Mela, but if you really want a story that bad... Just something to waste the time. I hope you don't think it is too pointed because it is a. a I heard the beginning of the story. It's alright. And the fact that it is an origin story about the first, the first warlock doesn't bother you? There's also sorts of stories about warlocks, and it's also fine. Alright. I did not want to offend you. Don't worry. Well, it begins with a tiefling named Harmony. Uh, she belonged to a rather small town. She was beloved in her community. 
that she loved her people in return. Often they came to her for advice or help, and she was happy to provide. Folks from all walks of life would come to her, visit her tower, and ask for things like a blessing for a field that would produce no grain, or a spell to break a curse from a spurned lover. The people asked many things of harmony, and she used her great knowledge of magic to fulfill every request. And then the downfall came, and her small town was at risk of being swallowed up by the oceans. So Harmony ascended the tower, and she called out for help. To anyone would listen, knowing this was beyond her, and even her magic. And she pleaded for the heavens to hear her, and help her protect her community. The Celestial heard her cries, and descended to offer its power to her, provided she sacrifice something of hers in return because no power ever comes for free. And so Harmony cut off her long braid and presented it to the Celestial. And she was able to fight off the encroaching monsters with the power it granted her. But such a small sacrifice was not able to allow her to hold on to the power for long. And as time went on, more and more attacks came and she needed to offer up more and more of herself in return. And so she gave away her lovely handwriting her singing voice, her smile, and finally, with nothing left of herself to give, she offered her soul. The Celestial accepted this final token, and the next time monsters threatened the town, the people begged her for protection. But without her soul, she'd lost her love for her community, and in her apathy, she forgot just how much she'd sacrificed in order to keep her people safe. And the town was destroyed. Like I said, it is not a happy ending, but my parents told me this story to, I suppose, introduce me to the fact that hubris was our downfall. I think they would have had her pledge herself to the Celestial instead of selfishly admiring its power for her own. Were your parents against warlocks or magic users? Just the idea of this one? No, I, I think it was more that they thought that no mortal should have such power and instead they would have preferred her pledge herself to this celestial and create the first guardian but did you like the stories child i don't think i knew much one way or the other as a child but now i i did not know definitely stuck with you then you did why did this story in particular i disagree with it it's it's unfair that she gave everything she had and lost it all. It's interesting that that's how they decided to present a warlock. <laughs> they weren't very optimistic folk. No. Well, I'm not sure if the warlock was at fault. It's rather in line for a celestial. What have you met one? Not personally. Why do you think it was rather in line for a celestial? I mean, what does it matter to them? It's just one mortal. I suppose, although it may have been a great deal more than one, in the story at least, but I suppose it would be a small scale when you are so great an entity. There's always more mortals. Perhaps. But they don't always have to be bad. No, of course not. This did not strike a terrible chord with you, did it? I didn't want it to. Didn't. Just find it a little amusing. Which part of it? I mean, I thought it was kind of obvious. I 
didn't strike a deal with a celestial. You did not say it was a celestial. I mean, the type of magic. Not many warlocks can heal. I am no expert on warlocks. Magic is not exactly my strong suit. Speaking of that, uh, what exactly is going on with your fancy sword, whatever? What do you mean? It is a normal sword. Yes, but when you were fighting, there was definitely a sort of magic about that that I've never really seen. Oh, uh, that is not precisely magic in the way that you would think of it, but it is a result of my training as a Dawn Shepherd, that is all. How does it work? Well, you know how sorcerers are able to tap into their bloodlines to fuel their abilities, their spellcraft. We were taught basically how to brute force it. And I'm able to connect with my body in so deep a way that I can convert my energy into certain effects, like the one you saw with my blade. Does that have to do with the nosebleeds? Yes, it is a technique not without its physical hardships. I would not recommend it. You can't just use your sword? Well, I could, but it would not have as much of an effect. Fair enough. It's kind of nice to stop and get to know everyone a little more. I agree. I feel like if we're going to be traveling together for who knows how long it'll take to get to where we're going. What exactly are you hoping to find when we go to somewhere? Some information, maybe. But you don't think you'll find... Did you say you were looking for your sister? I don't think she'll be there. She wasn't last time I was there. What about whatever she took from you? Well, I found part of it in somewhere. She, uh, she dropped it off at his shop. This, this thing that she dropped off? Part of my gun. What kind of shop did you have in somewhere? You say that like it's past tense. I still have a shop in somewhere. Mostly odds and ends, things I find. I do a lot of exploring, scavenging in the ocean. So is that why you know so much about the ocean, Fae? Indeed it is. I've spent a lot of time out here. Well, relative to other people. I thought you would be spending more time in Dawning. It is where your family is based. I've spent enough time in Dawning. I mean, I still go back, you know, once or twice. But I, to put it simply, I can understand why Mela's interested in not necessarily saying where she grew up. It's boring, tiresome. And then sometimes your family wants to take over their railroading business and it's just a drag. So you move to somewhere. It's fun, it's exciting. You can go into the ocean whenever you want. It's not like someone's going to stop you. Well, maybe they do, I don't know. They haven't stopped me. But why a shop? Something, what, mundane? I still need money to eat food. They cut you off? No, they didn't cut me off. I could contact my parents anytime I'd like. I just don't need their help. Not for groceries. Fair enough. So we're going to go to somewhere. And what's the plan after we find that information? How long are you paying Virgil here for? Well, hopefully we can get moving pretty quickly after we get to somewhere and 
gets more information, I know somebody I can ask. She only had a little bit of information for me last time. Are you in some kind of rush, Kian? I'm just curious what the whole plan is. I'd like to know a little bit about the future and if I'm invited to stay. I don't think we're about to ask you to leave. I did invite myself. But you are the most capable of healing, so... It's useful sometimes. We can all keep the blood in our bodies, perhaps? We might have a bit of an issue there. We're not keeping you from some quest or goal your patron has for you, are we? Really, all my patron wants me to do is travel around, meet people. Hopefully doesn't want your soul like in the story, right? Our deal was much simpler than that. Are we allowed to know your deal? Seems a little personal. That's why I'm asking first. I just said that I'd be their friend. Seems a lot simpler than what I did to gain magic. Perhaps you're not asking the right people. I'm just not as good at making connections as you are, apparently. Just helped that I knew them for a little bit beforehand. I didn't really know what I was getting into, actually. It was a bit harder to communicate before we made a deal. And now that we've made a deal, we can talk a little bit more freely. Like in your dream last night. You had a dream last night with your celestial patron? I did, actually. And I'd kind of like to thank you for it. What do you mean? I think it was just an offhand comment on your end, but we hadn't really talked for a while. And I... I think I was looking for an excuse, reason to reach out. You just, he asked me to think whoever taught me magic after the fight the other day. So I just reached out to them. I suppose I did do that. Were you expecting them to be angry at you? I don't know what I was expecting, honestly. It's just that I was ignoring them for a little bit. It was for perhaps Selfish reasons, but I think it's all good now. I didn't know one was capable of ignoring a Celestial. I mean, I think if they truly wished to contact me, they would have found a way. Maybe they're just a very polite friend. I sure hope so. That's what I would think. I hope so too. I'd rather not have an angered Celestial on our hands. Sure, as long as you're all good people, which I trust. You are good people. You haven't known us for that long. Then I'll make my way if you aren't. Good people in what sense? Everyone has a different definition of a good person. I think as long as you're trying to do good in the world, that's all they want. They're not invested in you, they're just invested in me, so... You all shouldn't have something to worry about. Well, you're in luck then, because Ox's sister is a horrible human being, and so taking care of her is definitely a good thing. I don't think she's human, actually, but... <laughs> mortal. I don't know if she's mortal anymore, per se. I think she made a deal with a fae. It made her not mortal anymore? I know, it's hard to say. She's just so different. Not really herself anymore. Different in what way? She got real mean. I mean, she wasn't like that nice before, but 
got a lot worse. I felt like all the bad parts of her personality just started to stand out a lot more. Perhaps that's what she gave in return. Her goodness. I imagine you have to give quite a big, great deal to become immortal. Well, this has certainly brought the mood down. <laughs> I apologize for that. It is getting late. I'd love to take first watch. Not entirely comfortable with the wall down right now. I don't know if I could fall asleep. Do you want some company? I'll be fine on my own if I have Marigold with me. That's not what I asked. I think I'd like some time. Alright. I could take watch after you then. Wake you up? Just taking third. I can take third. If anybody is approached by a fake creature, we're uh, waking everybody up right away. Any creature from the outside. If anything moves outside the wall, I hope so, yes. Please wake us. And Kim goes and sets up a little watch. <sighs> I forgot that my perception is so low. That is 13. And also Marigold would... Marigold will not get anything more. Does everybody go to sleep? Do you, gay boy? Ox kind of... one job. He paces around for a while. And... Are you... With Sitting your with goat? Corner, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah he'll, he'll try to find, like... Is there any, like, grassy spots in this area? Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. a little damp. What? Yeah, he'll, like, lay his bedroll kind of there in a slightly less damp spot, but it's still going to be wet. Um, and just try to get comfortable. And he lays in bed for a long time. And then you see him change positions. <laughs> and he will sleep a little bit. He'll sleep for like two hours and then wake up. Keen sends Marigold out within like a hundred feet to just see like around the wall. She sees anything? I mean, you see trees. <laughs> you can the thick of the, the woods, even just a hundred feet out. Um, she doesn't really see anything abnormal. Sneaks off. Okay. <gasps> you little shit! You little shit. Uh, that's a 19 for stealth. For stealth? Where are you going? And he tries to find out. the stuff. He tries to find what? The stump. The fucking peri-vine one? Yeah. The peri-vine stump. I don't know if I describe it very well. It's like one of those, like, very tall trees that have been hollowed out in the center. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Like... Interesting. Okay. Perception is what you use to go past stealth, right? Yes, but you were asleep, weren't you? I was gonna ask for Delilah. I'll, you can roll perception for Delilah. Because I did, and I wasn't gonna say anything if it was low. But it happens to be a twenty-one. <laughs> um, uh, as Kim steps over the wall very easily because you all elected to leave it, leave it down. Delilah like, nudges your arm, Henry, and looks back towards where Kian was standing. Fucking hell, he's been taken by a fay already. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very quickly, but also surprisingly calmly, go and wake the rest of 
party as well. Now, I don't mean to alarm you all, but it appears that Kian has already been kidnapped. Also, I will clarify, perhaps I've jumped to conclusions and Kian is on a walk, but either way, we are without a watch and Kian is not here. Hopefully he has not gotten too far. Let's see if we can find his trail. Indeed. It has stopped raining, so he might have a scent we can pick up. Let's give it a try. Ox he looks very groggy. <laughs> it's for investigation. Can I help? You're looking for tracks? Yeah. Yeah, you can help. 21 again? Um, you can find the tracks pretty easily. Uh, you have dark vision, right? You're, yeah. Yeah. Um, as you said, it, it has been raining but stopped, so the ground is pretty soft, and um, fresh tracks are pretty obvious. You don't see Kian, but you see Well, the good news is it looks like there wasn't much of a struggle. It's more of just walking away, so he's either decided to go out into the ocean, which is exactly what he advised us not to do last night, or he's been charmed by another wisp. Either way, let's go after him. Can you tell how old the tracks look? How long he's been gone? They're very new. Um, let's hurry. Let's walk. Run. <laughs> do you run? As much as we can without losing the tracks. Yeah. Like, I think we'll light a torch, maybe, to make it easier. Yeah, like a quick yeah, for, walk. for you. Privilege. Okay, fuck off. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, Kian, you're just walking, right? I mean, I think he's trying to go fast. Because he doesn't want to leave the party alone okay. like that long. You know how to find where the bike was, and from there, I mean, Marigold didn't go that, that far. It was a pretty straight track from the bike. And you find the holiday tree. You see the same figure you saw before. First, you just sort of see shadow, and then it flickers as it turns around to you, and just sort of stares, wide-eyed. Loves you. He looks sort of past you, past your shoulder, and back at you, and then, like, makes a weave motion with his hands. What's going on? He does it again. He's speaking. He just keeps motioning for you to go. I'm not leaving here. He looks over your shoulder again. Uh, you see torchlight. You don't see them, but you see the light of a, of a fire approaching. I want to talk to you alone. Motions can't feel leave. He sort of flickers in the shadows again. Motions again for you to go. Fine. Um, and Kim walks out. Kim, you're alive. Sorry. Didn't realize I'd gone out this far. Oh. I saw something. I think you do, though. Were you following something? What did you see? I thought I saw the shadowy figure. I thought we agreed to wake us if you saw anything. Just felt right to follow it. Well, we saw exactly how well that went over when Virgil did the same thing. Besides, we are very, very close to where we were speaking with Mela last night. That doesn't strike you as odd. I don't know what came over me. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that I'd gone this far. I meant to send Marigold after to wake you. I thought if I'd lose sight of it, that we wouldn't find it. Let's continue this conversation back in the camp, I think. Enough. 
I agree. Retracing your steps, you all make your way back to the camp. Perhaps we shouldn't be taking watches alone. I think not, no. It's apparently not the best idea. I thought that it would get away. I'm gonna insight check you. Okay. We've got this. Good luck, dude. What are you what are you inciting? So I wanna see for Kian if uh, you were you know really just had to hustle after that boy. Hmm. What's a five get me? <laughs> <laughs> Not much. But you tried. He was trying to hustle after. Afraid you're going to have company this time if you want to finish your watch. It's alright, I understand. Still don't think I can sleep. It really would be more comfortable if we put the wall back up. Did you feel charmed by this thing? Is that why you ran off? Just think it's a lot easier for the magic outside these walls to affect people when they're not expecting it. Kian, if you were charmed by this thing, there is a chance that Mela is as well. Do you feel like you were under a spell? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know what to think about Mela. Somebody who's charmed wouldn't exactly, it wouldn't last that long. No, but I knew I'd been charmed once I broke out of it. Did you feel the same? I felt like I had to. I wasn't thinking straight. I don't think I was charmed. I hope you weren't thinking straight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep watch with you. And we'll double up for the rest of the night. Right. Kim, when we found you, you were coming out of something. What'd you find in there? Didn't seem like there was anything. But I thought I heard something. What did you think you heard? I saw movement. I followed it. It seemed like it went in there. But what did you think it was? I mean, I'm sure you know the difference between a squirrel and something else. It was a shadowy figure. Alright, well, I suppose then, uh, however we want to break this up. We do have Ox as an asset in this department, if you're alright taking more watch time. Ox has been smoking a cigarette during this conversation. I don't think I can sleep right now. I know that you don't want me to take watch alone. Whoever wants to, go ahead. I'll stay up with you for the first watch. Right, and then... I'll take two watches with you, Henry. Sounds good to me. Ox will, uh, him again. <laughs> and, uh, try to settle back down for me. You can sit with Orna if you want. I'm not using her right now. Ox kinda pops up after you say that, cause he's already laying down. He'll move his stuff over there and nestle up to... I'll sit by, like, the entrance of the wall and just kind of... And go like light a torch and like stick it in the ground. Mm-hmm. Just outside. Keen wall. Are the others asleep at this point? Yeah. 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 Nothing out there hurt you, did it? You seem upset. Upset for being a little foolish and leaving the group alone. I understand that feeling. But if you were charmed, it was not your fault. Perhaps not. I just don't like this feeling. The one with the wall. 
one with the wall, not knowing what this shadowy figure is. You said you felt like it, you had to follow it. Did you feel anything else when you saw this thing? I just felt like if I didn't follow it right then, that I wouldn't get the answers that I wanted. And what answers are you looking for? I just want to know what it is. Well, we'll find out tomorrow. But I don't know if it's the same. You think it was something else? You have no reason to think it was the same thing. You went straight to where we parted ways with Mela. It seemed as though her perivine was at least close by. Just... I was following what I was following, okay? I didn't mean to pry. Like sometimes traveling out outside the ocean, it's a bit safer if you have the help of a celestial or just don't feel safe anymore. Are you feeling a disconnect from your patron or is it simply that the oceans are stronger? It just feels different than it did before. It's strange. I, I've been in this ocean before and it has always felt this way to me. Perhaps you're feeling something I'm not? It's true. Talk to your patron if you're comfortable, and I will warn Henry and Ox not to be startled if you are not breathing. Not sure if that'll happen again. I think they would appreciate the warning. That's a fair point. I think I'll feel safer if we focus on the watch now. Alright. Then he goes and stares out into the ocean. The rest of your watch is uneventful. Um, and you both wake up, Ox and Henry. See any more shadowy, compelling figures? Not from what I could see. We were talking, the two of us, and Kian may or may not decide to reach out to his patron again tonight to see if perhaps they have any answers. I wanted to warn the two of you that last night when he did this, it appeared as though he was not breathing whilst he was having this dream, but he seemed fine. So if we see you not breathing, you have not been poisoned and you are not dying, you're just having a conversation with a Celestial. Tonight, at least. <laughs> Is that normal? I'm not entirely sure. So long as he wakes up in the morning, it's fine. I did. Today. And you will tomorrow. Exactly. Then we'll see you two in the morning. I'm gonna leave Marigold out here. She might fly around a bit, but... I'll have her, I don't know, would you rather a peck on the hand if she notices anything weird? I guess, yeah. Sure. Tell her that. And goes and lays in his bedroll. And we'll curl up with Orna. You and, you and Ox switch places on Orna's side. It is definitely the comfiest bed in the, in the campsite. Aelin reaches out to Kian as soon as he falls asleep. They're pretty quiet though. They kind of look like they want to speak up, but they just sort of wave hello to you. He sits down and he gives them a summary of like finding Mela, trying to convince her to come back home, deciding to meet again tomorrow, and like trying to convince her to speak with her parents or her father, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it. He'll like, I think he will talk about the story that Virgil told, mm. kind of 
with an air of uh, silly little story. Like I thought it amused me. Mm-hmm. That's all he says. Yeah. At the end of, of it all, they, they're silent for a moment. Well, sounds like you're doing good things then. I hope. Are you going to introduce me to, to everyone? I think I'd like to. Again, we did just meet. I mean, I'd like to see him. You sort of have to, you know, invite me. I know we don't have much of a history of meeting people here on this plane. I don't know why you might want to, but I don't think people normally... I don't think they're used to having conversations with celestials. It might, might need to prep them a bit. I can have conversations. I know you can. More worried for I mean, them. I mean, I can... I can listen to them talk and it doesn't have to be special. I'm just listening to you talk and do the same thing with them. Don't have to ask any questions. I just think that they might be a little bit surprised. You didn't tell them about me. We've talked briefly. Well, they won't be surprised. Unless you're trying to hide something. I'm not trying to hide anything. They visibly like, look you up and down with sort of a raised brow. They don't say anything. Perhaps, perhaps I just want to be, I want our friendship to feel normal for a little bit. And then I, maybe then I'll feel like I can talk to you. We can discuss everything. And then I would love it if you would meet the people I'm traveling with. Normal? Normal? What do you mean? You said you want your friendship to be normal. This is my fault then. It's not your fault. The dream ends there. Oh, they're pissed? Are you going to roll perception checks, or are you also going to run off into the... (laughs) (laughs) We can't just go down the list. (laughs) We can't keep doing this. Now, Ox, at the risk of sounding like a complete hypocrite, I must say I'm not a fan of exhaust. So, while they may have spent a watch together, I was thinking I have Delilah, and I trust you to wake me up and not be charmed by anything. You, You could also have Delilah. You could finish up resting, and then take the rest of wash after you're done resting. You wake me up and finish wash so that I'm rested. But before we wake everyone else up, wake me up first so that it looks like we've been taking wash together over the night. Again, I don't want to look like a hypocrite. It would be hypocritical of me. Henry, I don't know if I followed all of that. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is you've already slept for what? Two, three hours? Just get your one more hour or so, however much elves need, and then after that, you wake up to take watch while I sleep, so we're both not tired in the morning. It does sound pretty hypocritical. But I won't be taking watch alone, I have Delilah, and Marigold now, so that's three of us taking watch. And besides, you've kept watch for me alone before, I trust you completely, Ox. I guess, uh, I don't know, I might have to stay up for an hour or so before I can 
lay back down. Sure, that's fine. You can stay up together during that time. But then once you're ready to go to bed, you get that rest of that rest, and I will go to sleep when you're awake. Alright, no. I'll wake you up before everybody else wakes up. Perfect, thank you. You know, I think tomorrow, after we're done with this parry business, I will go and find some pheasants. Just the nest for you. Alright, I'm gonna go walk around and try to lay down for a little bit longer. And uh, Ox will pace around camp in his usual fashion. Okay. <laughs> and uh, not snuggle up to Orna, but kind of close to the fire. Coward. Mm-hmm. Sort of near the end of your watch, maybe Delilah sees first. A hint of movement out far from the wall, but nothing approaches you. And that's all you really see. Do his best, like, what do I want to call it? Like turf protecting glare? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you want to come closer? Do it. Whatever it is doesn't come closer. You can't be sure if it's something fey, something monstrous, or like just some animal out there. But yeah, whatever it is, it does not does not approach you. Good. Ox, your watch is next. Yeah, Ox uh, wakes up after like an hour long nap, essentially. Um, which is like actually a significant amount of sleep for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wakes back up, sends Henry to bed, and uh, continues his watch with Delilah and I assume Marigold flapping around. Yeah. 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 It's it's quiet out there. Ox lights another cigarette on his watch. He sits up on the wall and then will sometimes just get down and pace around the camp and then go back to sit up on the wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're sitting times. on the wall, you notice the smoke from the cigarette just moves like, straight up. Whereas if you are pacing around or standing on the other side of the wall, the slight breeze makes it move. Um, yeah, he wakes Henry up before everybody else wakes up. You tricky bitches. <laughs> Alright, and then the two of you wake up to uh, Ox and Henry working so hard to protect both of you. <laughs> it's so hard, you guys. I'm really just out here being lied to. <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> Thanks. How was the rest of the night? Quiet. Uneventful. Nothing lurking in the darkness. Not that we saw. No. Perhaps we scared it away. Or perhaps it doesn't have the ability to charm more than one person at once. We can hope that. Would make our lives easier. Well, let's go ahead and make ourselves a quick breakfast and then be on our way to meet Mr. Perry. Or Mrs. Perry. However they prefer to. What's the word? Why? <laughs> God, Suffix themselves. <laughs> And what is our plan if this goes south with Perry Vine? Are we going to break into a, a brawl in front of this 17-year-old? We should probably avoid the extreme violence. Especially if this Perry is charming Mela in some way or influencing her to be inclined to jump to their aid. I'd hate to have to involve Mela if the uh, brawling business. 
friends would die, but we should prepare for the worst. Do either of you have any means of incapacitating someone without, you know, damaging them? You can always knock them out. I think perhaps the priority is trying to see what they want with Mela and convince Mela to talk to her parents. I keep saying parents, and I know we only know the father. He needs to talk to her friend. The people in her life that care about her. If worse comes to worst, we try and separate Mela from this person and get her back to town. And depending on what sort of entity Perry Vine is, might be time to take care of him. But if they are just a fae, we're just gonna attack them for being a fae? No, of course not, but if they are manipulating this child for their own means, that is not something we can allow. I just think that perhaps if they are fae, Mela might be hiding something from us. It might not be that she's charmed. I assume she's keeping a great many things from us. Exactly. Okay, yeah, you guys make your breakfast and head out again. Uh, you find Mela at the waiting for you at the clearing that had the bike in it. She's just sitting at the edge of the, the stump. Just sort of looking up at the sky. Um, it's the first clear day in a while. Alright, we're here. She hops down. Y'all aren't gonna just, like, attack or something, are you? Not unless we are given reason. We shouldn't be given reason. We promise we will not attack first. Alright. As you start walking, she kind of slows down to stand closer to Kian. Were you spying on us? When? Yesterday? I sent my familiar after. Just make sure that you're okay. I don't know if you've truly believed us, but we are worried about your safety out here. I believe you. You don't have to do that, though. I'm doing fine out here. And I believe that you believe that. That just means you don't believe it. Well, I haven't seen you out here. She looks at, at the rest of you. Her arms are crossed. She does make sort of an imposing figure. She's tall. She looks pretty strong. Even sort of hunched over from all of the work that she's that she's done over a desk. But she looks young. She sort of glares at you all, gives everyone a stink eye. Trying to trust you. There's a reason we weren't telling anyone about this. So be nice if you didn't spy on us. I'm sorry, I I trust that you're capable. Right. But I don't well, know. Anyway. Just blatantly interrupting. Yeah. Like I said, he, he's not, you know, he's had a hard time. All right. But ask your questions or whatever. And she goes up to that hollowed out tree that he and you are familiar with and sort of pushes the door aside and you see her like speak quietly. Pause for a bit. From the, the sort of darkness from inside the tree, you all see a uh, older looking, uh, white-haired blue tiefling. He's wearing ratty but formal clothes, like nice, nice shirt and pants that have been worn down quite a bit. 
And he looks at you all and gives each of you a nod. What kind of horns does this? Uh, sort of small, straight up from his forehead. Ox is very quiet at the back. That's okay, because Henry will be one to step forward enthusiastically. Good morning, you must be Perry Vine. I am Henry Tempest Goodlove of the Goodlove family, the railroad company, and it is an absolute pleasure to meet you. Let me tell you, I've become a very quick fan of your work. It appears that you've been mapping out the area around here and you know a lot about Enosh. And you've been helping Mela to survive all the way out here in the ocean. That's very impressive. Yes. His voice is very quiet. He looks at Mela and back at you. Expectantly. What do you guys want? Well, as wonderful as and impressive as you are and as accomplished as you are, I regret to tell you that Mela's family thinks that she's died because she hasn't appeared back in the city in some time. And you know, we would just want to make sure that they know that she's alive and that we know that she'll be continue to be alive even if she's out here in the ocean hanging out with you. So we just wanted to have a nice little chat, you know, about what you're doing out here, how long you've been out here, you know. What's it like living on the ocean? It must be exciting every day. He just sort of shrugs. Mila says, I told you this stuff, didn't I? I think we would like to hear it from your companion, in his own words. He holds a hand to his, his throat and just sort of whispers uh, with a harsh sort of scratching voice. It's hard. Is that the injury Mela was talking about yesterday? He shakes his head. Something else then? He shrugs. I don't want to offend you here, that is not my intention, but I think you can understand why we would be concerned about Mela's safety in your company if you are injured as you claim. How do you propose to protect yourself and her out here in the oceans? He just gestures to, to Mela, who like sort of grins uh, and says, that's why I'm here to help. I'm good at building things. But who is going to protect you? Well, we've done pretty well so far. It has only been two weeks. You're just here, not out further. Yeah, we're not finished yet. So your intentions, Perivine, are only to Keep yourself and Mela safe here. Is there not anything else you wish to accomplish? With or without Mela? Just... Sighs. Travel. First of all, insight check. Okay. I also want to vibe check this now. <laughs> but not necessarily an insight check. Also an insight check, but also a vibe check. Oh, please, yeah. Someone else insight check this bitch. It was a seven. Can I insight check and arcana check? So I rolled the insight check first. So that's a dirty 20. Okay. And the arcana check is a 22. Okay. So tell me about <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> Read us their Tinder profiles. Yeah. <laughs> it takes you a moment to realize it. And you're sort of watching him closely. And there are, are moments, and you can't quite pin down why, but 
There are moments where he will remind you of people you know. He won't necessarily look like them, but they'll just be like a, like a flicker almost. And when you're trying to look into his emotions, you can't tell exactly how he's feeling, but um, whenever your questioning goes deeper and he glances at Mela, he seems to be in a, in a hurry for this to be over. There's a, a tension. It's the way he holds himself. Well, Perry, you see, we're asking, at least I'm asking, in part, where you plan to travel to next, because, I mean, you've already started one map here, Enosh, and I'd love to see where you're going to map next, especially, you know, I did mention that my family's with the railroad, and, you know, we have historically failed to map a lot of the areas that are surrounding the ley lines that don't necessarily run close to them, and perhaps you could fill us in with more of that. It would be valuable information, you know. For the public, for the general good. So if you could give us an idea of where you're going, you know, we can make sure that our cartographers don't cross paths with what you're playing. He sort of opens his mouth to speak, but before he can, Mila sort of turns his head to the side. You work for the railroad? I do. I didn't know that. My father's on the line between Dawning and somewhere, among what? others. She looks impressed. <laughs> and interested for the first time in what you have to say. Perry just sort of nods and points uh, northward. Just straight north from Enosh? He nods. So straight up until you hit Dawning? We're trying to, we're not trying to go from island to island. Trying to stay out in the oceans? Yeah, I told you. I'm just clarifying. How old does this look? Like, on the edge of elderly. Yeah. And, because I know we've messed with tiefling ages in the past. Mm -hmm. The other campaign. How, what's the expectancy of tieflings here? I think I'm still on the boat of tieflings live a little longer than humans. Yeah. So, for all good or bad, <laughs> that's my, that's my DMing style. <laughs> tieflings should live longer than humans. They're just they're, sexy that way. Yeah. Because they're yeah. like... I mean, they're not fate, they're devil touched, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and that should be longer. longer than humans. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they live longer than humans. Maybe like 150 years. So their age lines up with roughly somebody who could be capable of writing these books. Yeah, uh, sort of like I think Henry was pointing out, they would have had to be exploring and learning from a pretty young age. But, I mean, Mela is there right in front of you. She's 17. Is that enough? Are you still opposed to at least going to say goodbye to your friends and family in person? All right. Perfect. You can come back with us to Enosh, and then we can help you make sure your family doesn't tie you down there. Unless you want that. I'm not going to the other side of the wall. You won't step over the wall? No. Why not? They would never cross over. You think your family is going to physically restrain you? Maybe. Have they done that in the past? No. I'm pretty sure that the four of us can make sure that... I'm not going to the other side. Well, perhaps your mentor would be amenable to coming along and introducing himself to your, your father. At least, you know. So he understands 
the sort of folk you were out here with. She turns to look at him and he just shakes his head and he turns around and starts going back inside the tree. No, Virgil, he's right. He's definitely far too old to join us. I think just Mela coming along is good. She looks back and then back at you. Well, right now? Your family thinks you are dead. It has been two weeks. I think there is no time like the present. Alright. We don't even have to walk there. We have goats. Let's go then. She sort of stares at the ground. Waits for y'all to lead the way. As we get a little bit further away, he just like, nudges Mela. What does Harry look like to you? What's he look like? He's a tiefling? Blue? Oldish? Does he always look like a tiefling? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Not a natural one. <laughs> but. Okay. I was like, Oh, wait, what did you get though? Not a natural one. Oh, an unnatural one, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nat 20. Oh! oh. <laughs> um. She's lying. <laughs> oh, shocker. But. She also, it looks like she's about to say more. She's quiet for a moment. I think, I don't know, once you're out here without good protection for a long time, it gets harder to kind of, I mean, I don't know how much y'all know about the oceans, but they can sort of warp you a bit. I don't see why the same thing wouldn't have happened to him. He's been out here that long. Sometimes he's kind of not a tiefling. Why'd you ask that? Thought the person that you talked to yesterday looked a little different. You mean the sort of shadows guy? Yes. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean. I think it's hard for him to look like himself for too long. Doesn't usually like other people to See it, I'm sure. Does he look like that often? No, I mean, not not in front of me. I don't know what he looks like in his free time is up to him. Mayla, I hate to say it, but from an outside perspective, you realize how suspicious that sounds, right? Yeah, I know. How are you certain which form is the true one? I guess I'm not certain, but I don't really care. He's been helpful and knows a lot more than I do about living out there. I don't think I would have made it this far on my own. No, we can't convince you to stay. You've made your decision. Just want to urge you to be careful. There are other ways of traveling. Not really. I guess what the trains are for, actually. I can't ride the trains. What if we got you a ticket? I mean, that. That would be amazing, but it would be one ticket to one place. And certainly the novelty of this new place would be enough to occupy you for some time. It'd you don't change from Enosh. This is the closest I've ever come to getting out of here. I mean, like I want to. And I get it that y'all are worried about me. You sound a lot like everyone else at home. 
None of this is new to me, what you're saying. What if the train was your occupation? The what? Well, you're very mechanically inclined, you know. Oftentimes they need repairs and and putting your mechanical skills to good use, and perhaps even furthering the railroad. Well, I do know people to talk to for that sort of industry. It would definitely give you more prospects than wandering around the ocean with a ferry. You've all sort of seen her like start to shut down as you as you continue to give your your warnings about the dangers of what she's planning and the alternatives. But as Henry starts to talk, she sort of opens up again. There's like a small smile. I don't know. Then you might be a bit worried about Perry if you decide to take the trains. But there's also you could finish your project, leave it with him. I guess you're right. But I can I think on it? Sure. It's not like you have to decide right away. Well, you really... I mean, you could really do that. You wouldn't be the first person I've gotten a job with the railroad for. It would have to be soon for your decision. Besides, these things can take time to set into motion, and I would hate to staunch your creativity and passion before it really gets off the ground. So the sooner, the better. Alright, uh, it's just... it's just sort of... sudden. Can I just have... I don't know, a, a day or like a, one sleep or, or something? <laughs> oh, of course, of course. It isn't though, it is. you'd have to decide within the hour. All right. And she keeps walking. Her brow is furrowed like intensely. <laughs> Shall we set a time? If we brought your parents to the wall tomorrow, let us all know, or even I can meet you there tomorrow. Are you sure that's enough time to figure out everything you need to figure out? Sure. Alright, maybe midday tomorrow? Alright, well, sounds that it's highest. Sounds good. Okay. If I may suggest, before you come to a decision, I would make up my mind before I go about telling everyone else. The world has a way of Trying to change your mind about things. Okay. It really should be your decision. It is your life. I know. I don't really like being indecisive, so I'm gonna decide tonight. Or maybe by tomorrow morning. I will. Very good. And if you need anything from us, or if you have any questions, we will be camping by the wall where you've uh, made the break. What? Well, fixed it. Well, I didn't mean that as an insult. We've also broken the wall and fixed it, so. As long as you fixed it. Exactly. We're on the same page. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll see you then. Right. Midday. Sleep well. You too. Have a good night. Well, day and night. Both. <laughs> She, she sort of laughs, um, gives you a wave, and just turns back. When they're out of earshot, Kian like turns specifically 
towards Henry. What did you think about this Perry? I'm not sure if any of you noticed it, but when I was talking to him, or even just in general, I kept getting glimpses of, well, for me specifically, my ex, which is unusual, because he is definitely not her. So... He had a striking resemblance to one of my exes. Occasionally a little bit of my father. That was a mix. But either way, it seemed as though he was trying to tap into not necessarily the, the look, but the feel, the mannerism of people that I'm familiar with. Which is definitely not something a tiefling, I would assume even a fey-touched tiefling who's been corrupted to the point of a shadow man, can accomplish. So what, they were trying to evoke some sort of fond emotional response to gain sway in the conversation? Seems very fey-like to do. It is a lot easier to trust someone you already know. Probably why she trusted him, so... Let's hope she takes you up on your offer. That's a far safer fate. I very much hope so. I... To be frank, I'm not entirely sure if I'll be able to get her employment. I hope so. But... Well, I mean, I'm sure with her credentials, she's... The thing that she's built, and she's only 17. I mean, just think of what she could do in the next 10, 20 years. I'm sure she'll advance the rail lines themselves. But for now, I was thinking more we should just get her away from Perry. So you'll make your way back to your campsite? And are you heading to uh, Nal today? Should at least give him notice that we've located their daughter. Yeah. Um, so that day, first crew that you've seen in a while, you know, she head back into town and uh, find Nell. When you walk in without Mela at your side, you see their face fall. They race over to you and Hope sort of like lifts up their shoulders as you as you tell them that Mela's agreed to meet with you the next day. Of course, they ask where she's been, why she isn't with you now, explain that she's, I assume you explain, <laughs> yeah. that she's been out there in the, in the oceans and that she agreed to meet at the wall the next day. You're, if you want to stay at the Sunflower Inn, again, <laughs> there's space for all of you. You finally have a cozy night inside. And the next day, you head back to the wall. You get there a little bit before midday. It's a sunny day again. And when the sun is at the highest point in the sky, you just keep waiting. About an hour later, Nell turns to you all. Where is she? And that is where we'll end tonight's session. Alright, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> Perry, you little bitch! Hey, it's your narrator speaking. Thank you for joining us here at Spare the Crying. You can follow our boys a little closer over at Spare the Crying Podcast on TikTok and Instagram, and at Spare the Crying on Twitter. The tunes for our tale were created by Marika Shans, and our intro by Ben McElroy. The official art was by our own Corey, who provides the voice of Virgil Flores. We'd love to hear from you all, so if you please, you can leave a rating or review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube. Thanks again for listening to our tale. Hope we meet again, underneath my stars or yours.